This is Active Lehigh Valley on 88.1 WDIY, Lehigh Valley Public Radio. Good evening and welcome to the new WDIY program, Active Lehigh Valley. Active Lehigh Valley is made possible with the generous support of the St. Luke's University Health Network. Thank you, St. Luke's. This evening, we're getting right on the trail of speaking about being active in the Lehigh Valley with a conversation about St. Luke's DNL Race Fest. Please join me in welcoming our guests, Mike Dravenstadt and Claire Sadler. Welcome. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Mike is, of course, the co-host of the Inside Dish on WDIY and is an all-around active person. So uh, we're glad to have Mike here. And Mike, you're in charge of the race, aren't you? Yes, I'm race director of the uh, St. Luke's DNL Race Fest. Terrific. Claire Sadler is the executive director of the Delaware and Lehigh National Heritage Corridor. Claire has been with the DNL since 2014 when she started as the organization's conservation coordinator. Claire previously held the roles of director of trails and conservation and deputy director. In these roles, she's overseen trail development, served as the internal lead for Lehigh Valley Greenways, one of Pennsylvania's eight conservation landscapes, and went on to provide leadership for both the trails and conservation department. Wow, now you're the executive director. <laughs> yep, lots of change. Congratulations and welcome. It's time to start running. Mike, tell us about the St. Luke's DNL Race Fest. Yeah, well, we're really excited to uh, to bring a full marathon back to the Lehigh Valley. It's going to be this Sunday, November 12th. Um, and it actually, the St. Luke's DNL Race Fest consists of four different events. There's a, a full marathon, which goes from downtown Allentown to downtown Easton. A marathon relay, uh, which is five runners participating over that same marathon distance from Allentown to Easton. There's a half marathon run, which is from downtown Bethlehem into downtown Easton, and a half marathon walk, which is from downtown Bethlehem to downtown Easton. So all these races end at the same finish line um, adjacent to Scott Park in Easton. Um, It's going to be a great day in the Valley for people that want to come out and, and be active. Now, this is a rebirth of this race, um, isn't it? Yeah, for um, a while, the organization in the Lehigh Valley Via organized this marathon and a marathon relay and also um, a couple times a half marathon, I think for close to 15 years. And they last ran it in 2019. COVID came, and I think they reevaluated whether or not they wanted to do it. And it was dormant for a couple of years, and I started having conversations with Claire and with the good people over at Discover Lehigh Valley and... uh, our running friendly mares in the Lehigh Valley that wanted this to come back, right? right, sure. And uh, said, I think this is the time to do it. And uh, the DNL, Delaware and Lehigh National Heritage Corridor, is the perfect partner for this because a majority of both races run on the DNL trail. Claire, it's a nice place to run, isn't it? Yes. it's. uh, We're trying to provide that resource for everyone to be out and active. And so having the DNL trail supported by this large event is quite an honor, and we're, we're glad we were able to bring it back a natural fit. So tell us a little bit about the course. Is it is it flat? Does it have a little hill in it? Or tell us. 
Well, since most are... of the course is on the DNL Trail, mm-hmm. and the DNL Trail is built on the historic transportation route, always on either railbed or canal towpath, you can imagine that it's relatively flat. You're heading downriver, so generally going downhill as you go, and provides almost all of the portions of the race course are uh, crushed stone. There are some paved sections, but um, provides a, a joint-friendly surface for most of the course. Ooh, that so that's pretty nice. So we look at this as one that if it's your first marathon, your first half marathon, you're getting out there to the trial the relay, we hope this is a very friendly one for anyone to train and, and join us for. Well, also very, very scenic too. Um, like oh, Clara yes. said, uh, you know, this takes you from Allentown to Bethlehem, but for a lot of it, you're going along the Lehigh River. It almost feels maybe not that you're in wilderness, but you're actually going through park areas. You're following this this towpath with the river on one side, the canal on the other side for part of it, uh, nice and shaded, nice and uh, green, though I think we'll be at the end of the fall colors on November 12th, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see when when the peak is, but we're really, at, you get good view of the steel stacks and the heritage, um, not necessarily feeling like you're going right through the downtown cities, like Mike said, but but you are. Right but the temperature the should be great for running a marathon. Exactly. You know, runners were kind of, uh, and walkers were kind of crazy. We kind of like it, you know, maybe in the, the 40s and 50s. Some yeah. people like it in the 60s. This event used to be run the second weekend in September. And you'd have days in the 60s, 70s, maybe even 80s, really humid. So we're making it a little more uh, runner friendly from a temperature standpoint. At least we hope. Yeah. Mike, you've organized races before. How difficult is it to put together a marathon and then all these other events that go along with it? There are a lot of moving pieces for something like this, especially something that involves, I think we have seven different municipalities that we're going through, three cities and a bunch of different townships to make sure everything is coordinated, that the course is uh, is safe and closed for the runners and walkers, that we have uh, ample uh, medical coverage, EMS things like that. Uh, we have the great team from St. Luke's on board providing medical coverage for this race. So, um, you know, they're taking this, you know, exceptionally seriously and working with uh, with EMS and public safety people. We need to make sure that there's water available on the course, that there's nutrition on the course, that, uh, you know, runners get, you know, nice shiny metal at the end and, and, wa- and walkers get their metal too, uh, that shirts are available. There's an expo. There's a whole lot that goes into something like this. But this isn't a new venture for the DNL, the DNL has run a half marathon for 12 years. Yeah, we've been, uh, we're moving our course down further into the Lehigh Valley, but traditionally have run our half marathon up in the area of Slatington to Cementon or Northampton area, um, Lehigh Gap, and last year went up into Carbon County a little bit, but seemed like a perfect fit to bring it down into the Lehigh Valley to pair all these together and to continue building the support for the DNL trail. Claire, if somebody's saying, wow, this sounds interesting, but I'm not a marathon runner and I'm not a half marathoner or even maybe a uh, 10K runner, how can I participate? Well, we also... Or should I? Yep. They can definitely look into the relay, which is shorter sections. You're going to work with a team of five to do the marathon. You're running anywhere from 3.4 to 7.2 miles, I think, for those legs. So that could make it a much more team atmosphere for someone that's just getting into this. But we also really pride ourselves on... We've always had a competitive walk half marathon as well. So if people are maybe not into the running aspect, but want to have that that competitive walk. Um, we have that from Bethlehem to Easton, and we're always looking for volunteers. So if you don't want to be a participant at all, 
come out and support the event. We're going to need lots of volunteers to make this thing go off smoothly and be there cheering for people, handing out water, helping set things up beforehand. And all of those opportunities are at our race.delawareandlehigh.org site. You know, a lot of people, they have these little step counters now on their phones. And I probably think they're not aware that if you just run around the office and maybe walk to work and walk home, it's incredible. 10,000 steps, you've done five miles. Right, exactly right. And I think that's the really neat thing about the way this race is structured in that, you know, if you're, uh, you're just getting into running and you do like a couch to 5K, you can do one of the legs of this race and be sure. part of a team that finishes a marathon, which is a really it's important cool thing. thing. And then the walking component, the DNL really pioneered this in the Lehigh Valley. This is pretty much the only walker-friendly half marathon in the entire mid-Atlantic region where we welcome walkers and we keep the course open for them. And we treat them the same way that the half marathon runners are treated. So um, I think already out of the, uh, I think 650 people registered for the half marathon at this point, I think we're close to 225 walkers for this. So the, the walkers are, are out there and we say it's a, it's a competitive walk. You know, we have some people out there you know, pushing for their best time ever, but just like the runners too, we have a lot of people out there that are just looking to be on the trail, have a good time, push themselves to whatever level they're comfortable pushing themselves. So if you think you have uh, the ability to go, how far is a half marathon? 13.1 miles. 13.1 miles and you're a walker, you can get out there and really enjoy the scenery. I mean, it's just yes, really a kind of a nice walk. Yeah, and we have a lot of people that are registered together. We've had mother-daughter groups or, that are out there walking it together, uh, finishing together. So, And also, it is a race where we make sure, I mean, we, we know the trail well, and we've got people all along the trail. So we're going to make sure that everyone that starts that, if they choose to not finish, we'll make sure they get to the finish line by sag wagon. Yeah, but, how does that work? Um, well, it's going to work really well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you we want have, to try, you know, you say, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. want to try half marathon, but I've never, you know, I'm a 10K runner and boy, I don't know, I might burn out around mile marker 10. Yeah. What well, happens to that person? Uh, we have people from the Lehigh Valley Ham Radio Society at every water stop. So if we have a runner that's unable to finish or if they're in distress, we go through a protocol to determine whether they need medical assistance or whether they just need a lift to the finish line. Um, and then we have transportation ready to go to pick them up at um, one of many locations. So that's in addition to the shuttles that we have to take people from Easton back to either Bethlehem or Allentown. We thought it might be a bit much to ask them to kind of head back <laughs> after running a marathon or a half marathon, <laughs> right? right? So how many people are registered so, so far? Right now we are just about 1,000 participants registered across the four races. We would love to see us get close this year to 2,000, but we expected about what we're at now. I'm hoping to grow that up to 3,000 or more in future years. So. Yeah, we, I mean, this year we're really putting the pieces together, bringing back something that existed several years ago. So this really has the potential to get up to you know, 2,500, 3,000 people, like Claire said, across the four events. Now, this is a qualifier race, isn't it? So can you explain what the USATF is and how that all works? Yeah, USATF is USA uh, Track and Field, and there's a certification process that's very involved. I won't go into details here, but it involves making sure that the half marathon 
marathon distance in this race or the distance in any other race meets certain qualifications uh, that would allow people to qualify for the Boston Marathon because you need a certain time to get into that prestigious race. So if you hit that time standard in the uh, St. Luke's DNL Race Fest, the marathon portion, you can qualify to run Boston. The half marathon course is also certified, and that's really important for things like, like world records. And when I say world records, we're not talking about maybe the world record time in the half marathon, but there could be a runner coming in who is going for an age group record or maybe an an American record. So um, we had someone like that years ago in the St. Luke's half marathon. They said they were coming in, uh, they were 60 year old and looking to break the age group record in the half marathon. And you need to have a certified course in order for that record to stand. So there are a lot of things that go into this and people that are looking, especially to get into Boston or that want that level of standard. It also gives a level of assurance that this course is legit. It's been measured very accurately by professionals who do this. So, Claire, that involves accurate timing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. How do you accurately time somebody when they're running sure. something like As you can imagine, with races of this size, there's a lot of contractors you need to bring in. So you have, you know, the, the company that's coming in to do to help with course setup. You have this timing company that we have contracted, um, and they'll set up their lines at the start. They're going to set up some key points along the race so that they can be checking in on, on times with chip timing, chips attached to the bibs, and then having that um, running clock at the finish and and marking it based on the chip timing. So uh, the other thing that that means is sometimes people say, well, it's a big race, so I'm, you know, way back in the line waiting to get across the start. But your time starts when you cross that starting line, not when the gun goes off and the front line crosses. There's a, there's a a timing mat that picks up that chip. So when you cross that start line, that's when your time starts. When you hit the finish line, there's another timing mat that records when you cross that finish line. So you get a net time that does account for, I mean, it might take 800 people or 900 people on a half marathon. It might take two or three minutes until you get to that start line. Mm -hmm. Your time starts when you cross that line. Exactly. Right. So Mike, talk to the weekend warriors out there who have the ability to run a shorter race, but have never really tried it. Can you talk about the atmosphere that happens as you're lining up, the excitement that goes on. I mean, lining up for one of these things is a special treat. It is. Uh, You're there with other people who are feeling the same level of excitement that you are. They're feeling the same level of um, impending challenge that you're willing to put your your body um, up against there. And there's a sense of, I think, a real sense of camaraderie and shared experience. And that's regardless of whether you're doing a marathon, a half marathon, a 5K, really any any sort of race. And I, I think for something like we're doing, the level of competition isn't quite there with the fellow participants unless you're one of the speedsters up front. You know, for 90% of the people there, it's really this shared experience that generally gets some, some butterflies and a kind of a little bit of a, an adrenaline rush that forces you to kind of hold yourself back when you start a race because you, you don't want to go out too fast. And I th- would think the same thing goes for the walkers too. Mm-hmm. 
WDIY's Overnight Delivery Service is a refreshing mix of vintage and current popular music. You'll hear many of the artists played on The Blend and some from our folk, blues, and world programs. WDIY Overnight is a continuous mix of music popular with night owls and late shift workers. Listen Monday through Saturday night from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. and Sundays from midnight to 5 a.m. for this great mix of hand-picked music on WDIY. So talk about what it's like to finish I know you've finished some runs. Maybe the sense of accomplishment that people feel when they're done. I think there are a couple different levels of that. I always say with any sort of race, you get a sense of of accomplishment, like you said, Greg. But one of the cool things about that is regardless of what time you finish in, where you finish with all the other runners or walkers, or what distance of race it is, you have people cheering you on. And how many times in life do you have people cheering you on? <laughs> right, like, right. Greg, you just made an awesome dinner tonight. You know, thank right, you very right, much. Right. Or, you know, what a report you filed, Claire, right? You have people cheering you on. I think it's just, it's very motivating. It's just very, you know, self-fulfilling as well of any race. When you start getting longer distances, like a half marathon or a marathon, that race is generally a culmination of a lot of training leading to that point and a higher level of, of commitment, a typical half marathon training program for someone that might be running four or five miles or walking four or five miles might be a 16 or 20 week program. So this half marathon is a culmination of that and all that work that leads to that goal comes into your body and your soul when you cross the line. A marathon could be even more. It could be you know, a half year or more of time that goes into training. And for our course, um, one of the things we were actually talking with a past participant from the VIA the other day that was saying, it's such a peaceful, scenic course for most of it. Uh, You start with a lot of energy in either Allentown or Bethlehem. You get down to the trail. You're in this wonderful, natural setting. But as you head into Easton and you get to the forks of the Delaware Trailhead, which is on the south side of the Lehigh River there, and you're making the turn up onto 3rd Street, you start hearing the energy from Larry Holmes Drive and Scott Park and just kind of builds as you get closer. And so this participant was remembering what that felt like, you know, how you go from such a scenic, quiet, you know, atmosphere and you're getting into this energy, like the final, the final So the Rocky distance. music kind of yep. starts playing oh, in your Rocky head. Rocky music <laughs> is playing, you're getting there, you're heading towards downtown Easton. And, and yes, even when we, we held our race, you know, in Northampton Canal Street Park or one of the smaller towns or boroughs, the energy at the finish was always amazing. So I can't wait to be there in person in Easton to see what it's like this year. And if you're a walker you can still feel that energy oh yeah completely yep and and we keep the party going until the last person is across the finish line so you still feel that energy if you think about it too there's people that are running for this one you know in the past generally yes our walkers were the last ones coming across the finish line but depending on paces and things we'll have walkers coming in in the mix with marathoners as well half marathon walkers because of when they start and because of the timing so you know once people start at those two start lines in allentown bethlehem they do get spread out across the course and you'll have people coming in from all races throughout the afternoon and people after they finish usually stick around to cheer other people on don't they they do you know, the relay teams, you know, they kind of hang out, hang out together. They kind of celebrate their accomplishment together. And they'll look for the other relay teams that are coming in. Sometimes you're looking for people that you might have passed along the way or people that said something supportive to you. And you want to thank that person. 
Um, it's the same with the half marathon and marathon. It's a, it's a fairly tight community. So you know that there are people uh, ahead of you or behind you, and you want to do your best to, uh, to cheer them on and to have that shared experience. I think it's really important to just point out, if it's your first shot at this or at trying something like this, go at your own pace. You know, it, it, you're not racing against anybody. You're just trying to accomplish something. It's more about trying to reach your own personal goals, isn't it? It is. And speaking of pace, Greg, so we do have pacers lined up for the different races that they've signed up to keep themselves on a specific pace with a pace sign so that people say, okay, I know I'm getting into this race. Sometimes when the excitement builds, it's really hard to stay on a pace that you might've thought this is the right pace for me for this race. So providing those pacers, we've seen whole groups come in together because they've paced together the whole way with these pacers that are holding the sign say, Hey, if you're, if you're looking to finish in two hours and 10 minutes for the half marathon, I'm your pacer. But then they might peel off from that pacer as they get closer. And like Mike said, you're waiting to thank someone that cheered you on. You might be waiting to thank your pacer. So for someone that's nervous about, you know, knowing how fast or how slow they want to go and pace themselves, um, we do provide pacers for the different races. And and hopefully that can help them feel more comfortable trying it out. And the pacers are often fantastic multi-year participants that really encourage folks. How long do you have to complete? one of these races? Yeah, the marathon course limit is going to be six and a half hours. So starting at 8 a.m. in downtown Allentown, the half marathon starts at 7.30 in downtown Bethlehem. In the past years, I think our cutoff was four and a half hours, but because the course is going to be open for the the marathoners, really legitimately, you can have a probably six hour, seven hour time limit for a walk. So even when we had um, like a four and a half hour time limit, that was around a three mile an hour pace, mm-hmm. which is a semi brisk walk, depending on your level. But that's of all it is. It's just yeah. a brisk walk. Yeah. yeah, and like Claire said, this I would actually argue that the course along the DNL Trail is better for walking to take a look at it than it is for running or biking because you get to see so much and notice so much when you're running or biking. Things are going by pretty quickly. So I think if I uh, return to half marathoning, I might actually do the walk instead of the run. <laughs> is there a pre-race event? Do you? We have, um, yes, we'll have an expo on uh, Saturday, November 11th at St. Luke's West End Medical Center, where the expo for the St. Luke's half marathon is held as well. So we know it's a great location for different exhibitors to be set up for people to come in and get their bibs. Might have some big names there to sign autographs and do things like that. We Mike, hope- you showing up to sign autographs? Well, she said big names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mike's a big name. We might have a really big name. Um, so we're, we're definitely getting excited for uh, what we can offer on Saturday for the expo. And it helps build that excitement like we were talking about before. Yeah. People coming in, running into folks they know, um, us being able to get to know the stories of some of the people that are registered. A lot of times on packet pickup or expo day, I remember having conversations where I'm like, ah, that person has a really meaningful story around why they're doing this race. And we want to be able to you know, acknowledge them and cheer them on when we see them coming in. And our staff, I've been really proud to see our staff be good at following some of those stories and making sure they're there to you know, congratulate folks at the end. Runners love those shirts, don't they? Oh, the, the shirts are great. The shirts are their trophy. I mean, they get a medal at the end, but I remember another race director telling me, like, you got to offer a shirt. The shirt is their trophy. Uh, and that's their prize. And great fact, I can also mention one of the other reasons we wanted to, to bring this race back. We didn't mention at the beginning, I used to be chair of the DNL board. 
I really have a passion for, for trails and getting people outside and getting, especially getting these trails connected through the Lehigh Valley into Wilkesbury. And that's one of the benefits of this race is that it does benefit the DNL, not just the DNL trail, but all the things that the DNL is doing. Yes, it does. Claire, the DNL is also going to receive some support from this race, won't it? It's one of the things that helps keep the, the DNL open, right? Yes, it will. So the Delaware and Lehigh National Heritage Corridor is the organization. And one of the things we're best known for is the DNL Trail, the historic transportation route from Wilkes-Barre to Bristol, and trying to build that and connect that 165 miles of history, really. But there's a lot of things that we do as an organization to make connections that are not always as visible, you know, doing programming, heritage programming, interpretive signage along the trail. A lot of times uh, we are supporting the landowners. We as an organization don't own any of the trail. I didn't know that. We work with over 30 landowners from Wilkes-Barre to Bristol. Wow. Um, so as Mike was saying, mostly in this course, Allentown to Easton, it's the municipalities and working with the municipalities to make sure that we have everything set for this course. But you can imagine, you know, managing a trail that length with that many different landowners, trying to make sure that we have some consistency of trail user experience across it, but also highlight the special character of each small town and borough and city that you go through. Um, so we do heritage programming out along the trail in the corridor, but we also then operate the National Canal Museum, which the participants of DNL Race Fest will run right past, and the canal boat, one of the last mule-drawn canal boats in the country. And so we try in many ways as a corridor, to, to as an organization, to tell that, preserve and celebrate that historic transportation story of, of the American Industrial Revolution starting right here in Bethlehem, where we are today. So what was the trail originally, for those who don't know? So the trail is built on... Uh, primarily canal towpath and historic rail bed because those those two transportation modes were used to move the anthracite coal from Luzerne and Carbon counties and down into the Lehigh Valley and down along the Delaware Canal to the port of Bristol or Philadelphia. They were moving coal, but all the coal was used to create so many other industries and to fuel so many other industries. So yeah, when people are following this route, they are really following a historic transportation route that has been used for many generations and thinking about, you know, the young kids that would walk the mules during the heyday of the canals and things like that. In fact, we had decided to feature our two mules, Hank and George, prominently <laughs> on our uh, on our race theme this year. So on the metal and on the uh, on the shirt, there's a stylized picture of them pulling a uh, canal boat that looks like a running shoe or a walking <laughs> shoe coming down the canal. Um, but, you know, mules would do 30 or 40 miles a day, right? Yes, they um, would. And we're wow. talking like 1830, 1840, 1850, 1800s. The path that the runners and walkers are on, that was mules with people and they, with guides taking them. So there's a, I think, some neat symbolism about how we're bringing this race back um, along this same path with some of the most uh, incredible endurance athletes that uh, fuel the American Industrial Revolution. <laughs> yes. Back to the, back to the trail. You you're open twelve months out of the year, aren't you? Yes, we are. Uh, it is open for folks. Most of the landowners do limit dawn to dusk, so uh, generally not open overnight. But you can use the trail 
during the winter, we see people that are out uh, after a good snow, which we need to get more yes, of lately. Right. But after a good snow for some snowshoeing or cross-country skiing, uh, we see people using it on their bikes year-round, people hiking along it year-round. Um, a lot of people during the winter, if we get some snow, are using the, the new fat tire bikes, you know, that have a little better yeah. tread. But it is a multi-use trail and can be used all months of the year. And we really encourage that. We we work with St. Luke's on a separate program, Get Your Tail on the Trail, and That's you right. can do it 12 months of the year, 365 days a year. And that's what they're about. They're trying to keep you healthy, right? Well, that's right. Right? Um, (laughs) And I will say, you know, since COVID, you know, a lot of people were looking for outdoor exercise options. We saw trail counts go up 200 or 300 percent in some areas, and they're still a lot higher than they were back in 2019, which is very fulfilling to us. Yes, they are. It tells us that a lot of people realized maybe they didn't know about the trail resources and the DNL trail is not the only one obviously the Lehigh Valley has a, a really vast uh, the link trail network is a vast network of multi-use trails that we have here but we saw those counts go up and they've stayed up and and to me that's saying that a lot of the people that found the trails um, when they were looking for something outdoors that they could do during the pandemic have realized the resource it is and haven't you know, backed away from using those. So uh, we're hoping we can continue sharing it with more and more people and sharing the history behind it and getting more people out and active. Can you share the uh, website address? Yes. So the general website address is DelawareAndLehigh.org. And for the race, you can find that at race.DelawareAndLehigh.org. So you get all that information. Mike, one final pitch here. Why get people out there to Try a race. Well, again, whether you're you know preparing for or ready to run a, a half marathon or marathon, um, it's a, a great joint friendly, very nice course. Um, you know, great energy starting in our cities, but still exploring some of the, the natural and historical areas of the Lehigh Valley. If you're a um, a walker, this is one of your big chances to get out and do something really audacious and finish a half marathon. If you're more of a like you said a weekend warrior. Get a relay team together. Come on out and really get that uh, camaraderie. Put a five-person team together and enjoy the experience of, uh, of running on this gem that we have. That's the, uh, the DNL Trail. This has been a terrific show and our first active Lehigh Valley program. Uh, fantastic topic. Claire Sadler, thank you for being with us today. Mike Dravenstott, as always. Always thanks a pleasure. Thanks for having thank us. You. you bet. And thanks again to St. Luke's University Health Network for the funding to create this program. I'm your host, Greg Caponia, and you are listening to WDIY 88.1 FM online at WDIY.org or on the WDIY app. Have a great evening. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.